Good morning. It is Sunday, so I'm in my dressing gown still at this crazy time of 5.59am. If anyone is in at this time, give me a hello. Even if you're watching on replay, give me a hello. This is a probably one of the most eye-opening lives and topics that I'll do, actually. I think sometimes this is overlooked. And I think it's a frustrating thing because when you when you feel like you're doing everything you can and you're not seeing the results, it, it can be quite soul-destroying, almost like your good intentions are, are stolen. Now, this came up for a few reasons. I had some amazing messages yesterday, which are incredible, actually, with some of the ladies who've done our five-day kickstart last week, some of the ladies joining our 28-day kickstart, which starts from Monday. By the way, if you want to join that, do let me know because you kind of need to be a yes or no by tomorrow. Um, and I'll get you the details on that. And I received some message, amazing messages from um, thinking that they would never be able to find something that they feel inspired about. They've got the energy back, they're exercising, getting up early, actually fitting it in rather than saying, I don't have time. Because they can, because it's not like this hour a day or anything like that. And it was, it was really, really amazing to see. And and this coupled with a few messages last week about um, two messages I got, one lady saying that her husband just couldn't believe that she he was shocked that she never asked for help for moving stuff in the garden, which she would normally do. And it's things like that, like that when I get messages like that, they mean so much more than than obviously like weight loss is great. And this is often accompanied with it. But it was it was just incredible that the strength, the muscle, the fitness, the the mindset change that has that's happened. And I want to touch on this because sometimes like when we use a Fitbit and this comes in quite a lot and we're obsessed with like the scale. So our Fitbit, you know, so I had a question last week um, and said, I should be losing weight according to my Fitbit, but I'm not. And I want to go into reasons why this could be, because I think it could be quite eye opening. I think it could also lead into another conversation which might just change your thinking about this whole nutrition exercise thing okay so number one consider that with fitbits they are based on averages okay and they could be up to 45 percent out so that's not that they're pointless because if they're always 45 percent out that's okay but they are just based on averages and they and because there's an error range they could be 45 percent out which is crazy number two consider this you could burn over 100 calories less during the follicular phase than the luteal phase so consider that in your menstrual cycle there could be a 100 calorie difference and you might not even be accounting for that for your fitbit it's not going to go oh you're in you're in your cycle so you know well you can have 100 calories less it doesn't pick up those things and i know that sounds really small but 100 calories less a day and you're burning 100 calories more and the Fitbit says, yep, you are all good. You can you can eat an extra 100 calories. Now, another thing I would say is if you are compensating by eating the calories that the Fitbit or whatever says that you can now have, like let's say you've burnt 300 calories, you can now have 300 calories. This doesn't this doesn't. Um, account for what happens to your body in terms of compensatory effects. So if I when I go for a run, 
I went for a run yesterday, my first run probably since March, I would say, maybe April. And all day I was starving. I felt good for it, but I was I noticed I was a lot hungrier than normal. And because I noticed I was I probably burnt about 300 calories, I reckon 400 calories, maybe. But I could have eaten 800 to 1000 calories because and our and my point is here, our ability to judge how many calories we burn versus judge how many calories we eat without kind of actually knowing is quite poor. And research shows us we're very off with that. Then you throw into the account that after a run, maybe your legs are a bit achy, maybe you sit down a bit more, maybe you think, you know what, I won't walk there, I went for a run earlier. And we start to compensate little in little pieces about the day. Maybe your body temperature changes a bit and you actually burn less calories at rest. I'm not saying this is pointless, this is great for your fitness, by the way. I'm just saying you need to be aware of these compensatory effects. Maybe when you talk after a big exercise session, you're so tired, you're just a bit like, you know what, I'm really tired. And and it sounds really small, but the other way would be like this, you're waving your arms. You know, that's, I always joke about the Mediterranean diet, that's why they live the longest. So burning calories by waving their arms every day, everywhere. What are you doing? You've got to eat. So <laughs> just want you to be aware of that. Plus, consider that maybe you, you didn't sleep well, okay? One night's poor sleep can reduce how many calories you burn by 5 to 20%. Okay, so one night's poor sleep can reduce the calories you burn by 5 to 20%. Not to mention what could happen here, what could happen if you have a poor night's sleep? You're tired, you're, you're up longer, you're, the possibility that you're going to eat more is higher, right? So consider all these things, like you'll perceive food as more rewarding than it actually is. And we can go into a rabbit hole with that. There was a oh, just a little caveat with that. Um, one of the ladies said from this week, and I had a little conversation with her. She's been on the Kickstart program, 28-day Kickstart, for three weeks now. And she said, the biggest thing, and it's always the simple things, always simple. The biggest thing that stuck with her is when I said, how much does it cost you eating when you're not hungry? Like, in terms of time, in terms of... Um, energy but also monetary and she was like wow I can't I couldn't believe how much money I actually waste from e eating and she's like it's when I work like eating when I'm not hungry comfort eating and that was something that really stuck with her anyway on to the next one those with a certain good bacteria in their guts can burn up to 150 calories more per day which is interesting that I mean we're not we don't know as much as we think we do about gut bacteria so just jumping on probiotics might not be the best thing. Um, getting lots of ferment, fermented foods in, vegetables, you know, Greek yogurt's good. Yeah. So could, consider this. Next one. Could your tablespoon of olive oil or of peanut butter be actually one and a half? Sounds really simple, but my tablespoon of peanut butter is probably about a tablespoon and a half. And these add up, you know, like add up over the over the year massively and I, I know it sounds really small but if one if one tablespoon turned into two that could literally add up to 10 pounds extra over a year and, it, and it's the small things it's like the same with swapping a cappuccino for an americano like really simple stuff small habits are so so big now consider the last one so last one i want to touch on here is your body might be becoming 
more efficient to the actual exercise you're doing. So if you always do a run, if you always just do 10,000 steps, if you always go for long walks, your body can become very efficient. And that's what you want, right? That, because you want to get fit. That's why you do it. So it becomes easier. It's a bit like if you're trying to get stronger because you, in your job you have to lift some stuff as I went through one of the days the other day. Like you want to make it easier. That's why you're doing it. You want to make one of the days, she wants to get up and down from the floor. So what she's going to have to do is get more efficient at getting up and down from the floor. These are great things, okay? However, what happens is you actually end up burning less calories doing them. That's why switching it up or having progressive, a progressive like plan in place, which is what we do in our kickstart program. So that's why we have our muscle strength and exercise. We have our benchmark. We have box and bums. We have stomach blasts. We have cardio workouts. We have that blend to make sure. And then depending on your goal, we can make it more specific to which workout you want to do whether that's from home whether that's in person whether that's yoga stretch meditation like it has to be personalized to you and i just want you to consider here that and i and i shared this in the description because there was a study 2019 i can't and this does baffle me a little bit that this isn't talked about as much especially with the recent announcement of this is 2019 with the recent announcement of obviously and I'm nothing against pubs or anything like that, of course. Like, But it did baffle me a bit that gyms didn't open alongside pubs. Um, especially with... So they showed in this research that the total excess costs associated with muscle weakness were £2,707 per person per year in the UK, resulting in an estimated annual excess cost in the UK of £2.5 billion. That is incredible. Now, when you consider that, it's like, wow, like we start to realize maybe we're barking up the wrong tree of the weight. And I just want to finish with this because I've talked about the scales not moving, all these calories going in and out. Consider that also that muscle is about 20% more dense than body fat. This is hypothetically speaking. So if you lose five kilograms of body fat and gain five kilograms of muscle, your weight stays the same, yet you're 20% smaller. Amazing. There's actually a question in our quiz night the other day. So as a result of that, you'll fit your clothes better. Your everyday tasks will be easier. You'll be stronger. Save the NHS some money. You'll feel more confident. Blood sugar levels improve. You have more space to handle blood sugar. Your lung capacity improves because you're fitter. Quality of life. Independence prolonged. Potentially won't have to go in a care home. Sounds really... This genuine conversation I had with someone the other day. Um, I did a, did a talk at... Um, U3A, University of Third Age, and one of the ladies reached out and just said, like, wow, your presentation is really starting to make sense now. And that was, that was, must have been January, maybe I did it, maybe last year now. It's really starting to make sense now. When you first talked, you know, I thought it was good, but now things just really, you know, research, I'm starting to see more things, and wow, it's really hitting home, which is great. So I'm looking to see more in that area. Good news is, especially, is that a 2011 study, so we know this for, 10 years ago. Well, a study showed that adults aged 70 to 79 years preserved muscle and prevented fat gain with age, suggesting that muscle loss and fat gain may be the effect of chronic disuse rather than muscle aging. So muscle loss and fat gain may be the effect of chronic disuse rather than muscle aging. So that is really, really exciting in my eyes and I know it sounds really like oh so that means I'm I need to just do more but the exciting thing is we seem to have some control here 
And I'm really excited that actually from our live workouts and our home workout program now, some of the ladies have been able to level up their exercise from twice a week to five times a week because it's so quick and convenient. Some of the other ladies have just started back on our outside sessions, which have really reignited their motivation, seeing people, seeing friends, that community again. Like they haven't really been doing as much at home. You know, everyone's different. And what is so, so, what I'm so looking forward to is, is just helping as many people as possible when we kind of open back up again, whether that's Marlboro, whether that's devices, outside in the meantime, Live workouts now, home workouts will be there forever. So our homework program. And this is about, because the, the beauty of this is you can fit it to your lifestyle. If you need to, if you're in a rush or you just, you know, don't want to travel, want to stay at home, do it from home. There's a lot to be said for getting up and doing a 10 minute workout in, in your pajamas, then going for your coffee, feeling proud, that sense of achievement, getting fitter, getting stronger, without having to get in your car. You know, that's for you. We've We've got that. And if you prefer to meet other people, and it might just be that you come to our events when they open up. So we have events that are, I call them spa evenings. They're not really though. We have yoga, we have meditation, we do a nutrition seminar. Um, we, we have a magician uh, and it's a good laugh and it's a good way to meet people. And, and some of the ladies who have been accountability buddies in our support group online um, have actually met each other for the first time. And it's like, way, like, that's amazing. So, I hope that helps. And let me know your biggest take home from this in the comments. Please do let me know your biggest take home. And any questions, as always, let me know. Remember, our 28 day kickstart does start from tomorrow. It's a flexible start date. If you want to get involved in that, do let me know. I'll get you the details. And yeah, have a lovely Sunday and speak soon. Take care.